On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin where do we even begin? Tip your bartender. Hi, everybody. This is Pub Crawlers. And this is the genius. Uh, this is like our 30th. You <laughs> love the numbers. Well, I, By the way, I, was I, that I opening okay? Hi, everybody. Well, it's better than y'all. No, it was Howdy. I mean, it was Howdy last Sounding night. like a Mexican hillbilly. <laughs> I, I th- think we could do better than that, y'all. I don't think you should be criticizing the salutations. Y'all, the thing about y'all, we have a y'all kind of... Uh, Why do you have to get right into it? Well, I'm just saying it, it's apropos to that um, that little hillbilly affectation you were doing. I wouldn't what? say hillbilly. What would you say? Cajun. Cajun, Cajun. But you, oh, folks, the reason I can't understand what she's saying, she's got her little Hispanic mouth stuffed with fucking pizza. That's why. Because <laughs> I'm starving. And she's drinking beer like there's no tomorrow. I'm she's, pouring she, the fucking thing. I'm not even drinking it. No, you're just trying to get as much your stuff in your mouth as you so possibly can. Your life is so much hyperbole. Well, I mean, what hyperbole? Well, you know, I'm just trying to make sure people can understand me as much as they can understand you. Well, I'm not, dr- I'm not drinking any beer right now. Yeah, so we're another episode so, of As Ale House Turns. And, and by the way, and we got I, water in front of us tonight. I think my articulation was much better last week. Although I've been eating some of um, Rock and Roll Roost muffins, and I think that may... Is that hyperbole, too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the muffin. Yeah. <laughs> I just generally eat one muffin. Oh. At a time. Rock and roll Ruth is blushing. I thought you were a better man than that. Did you really? Eating really one muffin at a time. Am I, am I prime? Am I prime? I was better. But if you're if they're wondering whose voice that is, that is Heaven from New Orleans is back. Just flew in. He's he's uh. He's, Boy, are his he's arms Kevin tired. From, he's, <laughs> he's Kevin from Chicago for a few days. Absolutely, because who doesn't want to come to Chicago in December? Yeah. Right. Well, I Why aren't you giving him a hard time for pizza? 115, because he's hungry. 115 <laughs> people on his uh, Southwest flight didn't. There was 115 empty seats. That's the flight I'd like to take. Jesus Christ, it got noisy in here. It's all those history museum people. Bunch of animals they are. <laughs> a bunch of my old colleagues are sitting in the corner uh, celebrating uh, someone's departure from the museum. C- celebrating that they're leaving the museum, but you know, moving on to greener pastures. Well, I, I like to call those not going away parties, but go away parties. <laughs> I've been to a few of those. <laughs> I'm sure. Okay, so um, we got Kevin from New Orleans. What are, are you, you doing in town, Kevin? Just cuz? Just cuz, cuz I haven't seen you in a while. Y'all. Cuz I hadn't seen you in a while. And he's from the California <laughs> desert, folks. Yeah. I am, but uh, I, I find the plural form of you to be uh, a useful invention. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I am around a few Southerners, and I found myself saying y'all every now and then. Yeah, you know all about Southern muffins. 
anyway, so you're in town for how long? Uh, I, I'm just in town for about four days, but you know what? A, a muffin company would be a great sponsor for this show. Are there any muffins? <laughs> muffins in rock, and, rock and roll with muffins. No, they got to pay us the money to well, make no, the muffins. Well, that's business. a whole, that's no, a whole normal business. No normal business would sponsor us. Oh, oh, by the way, I would like to explain. Ukraine Mike, who wrote those wonderful, oh was our um, advertising, head of our advertising, he has thrown a major, major tantrum because he said, number one, I didn't read his, his uh, wonderful commercials well. And number two, I didn't read them in, in succession because that was because of you, because you said no way. Because if we were trying to do actual commercials, you don't read all the commercials at once. You pepper them throughout the show. And also, I want to say that when I got to the bar and he was like, oh, I read some great commercials and he was very sincere about how good they were, I trusted him. So I'm throwing Was that an error? I'm maybe. I try to always, you know, pint glass half full. And when he bamboozled me and presented... Those ridiculously horrible ads. I didn't think they were bad. They're terrible. Really? I didn't think so. Why, why does why They're does why critical. does humor have to come in the form of bodily functions? Why not? I mean, it can. You're but the that one that said gas doesn't get ass. I mean, I don't think you're you're. you're yeah, because because when you're trying to be romantic, you don't want the gas. Well, okay. <laughs> well, the, the, I mean, so anyway, my that's point what is, he, that was his point. If you want to be intimate, you want to feel fresh down there. <laughs> I have no idea why Potbelly and Big and Littles haven't advertised on this. <laughs> um, I, I know. I feel, I feel like I was bamboozled. I trusted him. I thought they were fine. I mean, and you know, you maybe thought I, they were fine. Really? I, you know, I probably could have perused them once or twice before I tried reading them. But then, of course, he's very annoying. He was just sitting here fidgeting and pointing and making grimaces. Text messaging. But, our punishment is he's washed his hands of us as far as podcasts. Oh. And that, so I didn't have to tell him you'd barred him. <laughs> Ukraine Mark is barred? Barred from podcasts. Oh. Um. And threw a major tantrum. Then he threw another tantrum when I wrote my blog how offended Andy Shaw was when Andy didn't get invited to his dinner party. Uh, I can imagine, because he got... You paid Mike free tickets to a thing. Yeah. No, I can see both sides. What do you mean? Well, I did tell uh, Ukraine Mike that Andy'd be up in Michigan. And then I didn't tell... When Andy showed displeasure, I didn't tell him that. (laughs) So you set it up. I kind of set the whole thing up. (laughs) Andy Andy being there would have been fun. Of course. Well, why didn't you want him there? I that was I didn't want. I just didn't think. I, I thought, well, I don't want to be because he didn't have his number. I thought, well, if Andy's up in, in, in Michigan, he's not, I mean, I suppose I could have been a little more proactive. All right. So, well, it's not the first time someone's upset with us. No, nor will it be the last. Yeah. But it's certainly not the first time Ukraine Mike's been mad with us. No. He's constantly. He's a constantly. He's oh, by the way, he's over in the Ukraine. Again. Right now. And then he's, um, his baby mom is going, making him go to India. Again? Where, where they do all this new wave crap Ola. Huh. All right, well, that's nice. 
Godspeed, Ukraine Mike. Yeah. Well, he's going to come home. <laughs> um, well, so do you guys have anything fun to report from the weekend? By the way, we are uh, not recording on our usual day for a couple of reasons, I'm going to say. One is that Kevin is here, and he just got into town minutes ago, really. Um, so we wanted to make sure he, he could have a, some time on the show. And two, I've convinced myself that we decided to record today because today is December 5th, and December 5th, 1933, was the ofi- it's official repeal day. But here's the thing. I'm going to share guy- a little history with you all. Y'all. Um, people always say, oh, repeal day, people can drink, people can drink, December 5th, 1933, but the reality of it is on April 7th, 1933, you could actually drink beer. You could not drink alcohol. And it was on December 5th. You mean hard liquor. Is there alcohol in beer? Are you fucking kidding me? You're the one who drinks the Polish martinis because you don't like the hard beer. Is there beer? Is there alcohol in beer? There's... Yes. Okay, then what the fuck are you possibly trying to say? And you're supposed to know about oh this stuff. Oh, my God. Like, there's no alcohol in beer. Yeah, hey, that's you a fucking headline. You know what I'm headline. talking about. That's a headline. We didn't have a code word for Bruce's curmudgeonness because yeah, curmudgeon, you say, out there. You say you couldn't drink alcohol. You could just drink beer. You know what I'm talking I mean, about. No, Let, we're using let her the, finish her thought. No, we're I mean, using the English language. We need to have a code word for... You know what? We're just... I'm going to find a code word with Phil the Mogul to virtually slap your hand every time you start to get a little nasty for no reason. I love code words. (laughs) He likes safe words, too. (laughs) Yeah. So, as I was saying, it was in April of 33 that you could drink beer. It was in December of 33 that you were officially allowed to drink hard booze spirits. Was that so hard? So oh, today is the day that you could do it all. You could do it all Woo-hoo! in 1933. What were you doing in 1933, Bruce? I was kind <laughs> of um, tickling the end of my father's dick, I guess. In some, in some part. You're probably still ending one of your past lives. Oh. Troubling somebody. Yeah, now that should be your next goofy-ass little thing. <laughs> Bruce, if you said you were doing that in 1963, I would worry. Uh, well, I'm sure my father would, too. But not another male, since he was into gay porn. Right? That was probably at the peak of your career. No what? 1963, you're the peak of your gay I was, porn career? I was 23. Yeah, um, that sounds about right. Yeah, you're right. I'm, of I just, I'm right. I, I, just thought, I, no, I thought your gay porn career was in the '70s with the Mitchell brothers and all of that. Well, no, no, that was straight porn. Oh, the gay porn was earlier, and um, yeah, I had just finished the toilet in '63. Okay. And then I was just about ready to start my Doctor Penis series. Oh yeah, that's that was that that truly was the peak of your career. Yeah. That shot that literally shot you to fame. <laughs> Money shot me yeah, into fame. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I, so, uh, what did you guys do this weekend? What did we do this weekend? Yeah, what did you... I forget. It's exciting. Kevin? I worked a lot to prepare for this trip so I could get away for three days. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I have a somewhat demanding job. 
Well, tell us, I'd like to know more about your 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 mag. Was your magazine uh, going when the before or after the Reader, Chicago uh, Reader? Uh, I think the Reader started in the mid seventies. We were founded thirty six years ago this week. So um, it's uh, it's an alt weekly in New Orleans. Um, it's the oldest alt weekly in New Orleans, and it's thirty six years old this week. So, so with. <laughs> Would you subtract that and tell me what year that was? Then? I don't do math. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think now. It's a, it's Apparently no one else at this table does math either. Right. Well, I mean, there's a way of figuring. Yeah, it was, it was in the early 80s. <laughs> oh, so it was after the... Yeah, it was after the reader. Yeah. After the reader. And which, which is considered kind of the big seminal type of uh, weekly free... Literary type, uh, currently or no? Or, the, uh, historically. historically, would be the Village Voice, which was founded. Were when, they free? Were they free? Oh, they were free for yeah for for uh, the end of their career. I think they were charging a quarter or something when they started, but they were covering jazz. They were covering. Oh, they were great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I just thought they were. For, uh, um, and they went out of business this year, so yeah. it's a it's a real rough business for alt weeklies as well as dailies right now. Is that uh, part of my ignorance? Is it still print? Oh yeah, yeah. We're still print. We print thirty-six thousand copies a week, wow. and have I don't I don't know what the online readership is, but it's pretty substantial. And, and, and what's it called? Because I didn't know. Gambit. Gambit. Yeah. Um, when we were walking around New Orleans two weeks ago. Yeah, I should have brought you a copy. Yeah, um, I would like to see it. But yeah, we're, we're trying to keep the old weekly tradition alive as much as we can, but we're also filling in some of the blanks that some of the dailies aren't covering at this point. Um, you know, going to, going to some meetings and going to some council uh, committees and things like that, the dailies aren't making it to, trying to find news there as well. Now, now there's, is that one out in, uh, there's one out in California, is there? Uh, there's a couple out in California. The San Francisco Bay Guardian is, is gone. The SF Weekly struggles on. The LA Weekly, I got a copy this weekend, it was 32 pages. And that used to be like a phone book, so that's kind of uh, scary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to have a place where you can uh, sound off a little bit, uh, I think politics and the arts are a really good mix. That's one reason I like Chicago a lot, because they seem to mix politics and the arts, um, which is what we do in the paper as well. So, what was the one that went, the one that, oh, the Berkeley Barb. The Berkeley Barb, right. And that, I Barb. remember that well. Yeah. That was the big one when I was out there, and then it just turned into hookers. Um, I remember when I had my naughty credit cards, I used to do this hooker orgy, and they'd bring their credit card machines with them. And I mean, some were just college girls working their way through, way through school. Oh, it's just great. It's just great, but you can only bang so many. I mean, you'd just be worn out. Were those the old-fashioned kind of credit cards where you slide the metal thing over the plate? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were. So a girl would show up in lingerie with one of those now credit they, card plate sliding now things? No, they didn't usually show up in lingerie. That was Berkeley. But um, yeah, they just pretty much just got naked. Oh. But they would, but they bring the credit card machine along. Oh. I mean, when I was being sentenced, That's when I was being sentenced, the judge really took offense. At, you know, I, you know, I kind of threw myself on the mercy. You know, but blowing all that money on on hookers was really, I think, considered offensive. What What do you think he would have preferred you blow it on? 
I think uh, narcotics and uh, clothes. Oh, so he just didn't know what to make of you. That's what was. Well, yeah. 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 Um, People still don't. But but the temporal passions are some of the most lasting passions. You know, you would have lost the clothes you bought at that point, but you have these memories now. Yeah, I do have the memories. Yeah. I do have the memories. I yeah. wish I could have. Well, I'm probably, I probably can pictures, but I really want to see you in some good 70s, like, silky, patterned, big collar, bell bottom outfits. Oh, you won't see me. No bell bottoms. Oh, you didn't wear that shit? No. Uh, he's, he was more into banana hammocks. And yeah. I'm frankly surprised to hear Liz express such an interest in Bruce's groin at this point. I'm not. I'm not at all I, surprised. I didn't go there. I said bell bottoms. Yeah, but you, that's we the all bottom know, of the pants. We all know what you're thinking. Oh lord! You just like to have seen those bell bottoms next to your bed in the morning. Gross. That's what you'd like to see. Well, they, they called them elephant bells for a reason. You know, there was a trunk in there. Uh, all right, well, so you got prepped up for uh, your trip this weekend. I certainly did. Got some work done. I did. Um, yeah, we we're, were heading into the holidays, as everybody is right now, and um, here's a dirty secret in the newspaper business. People don't want heavy, heavy stories around the holidays, because a lot of them are depressed enough, and it means they don't pick up the paper. So we had... We haven't run this story yet, but there was a great story in New Orleans this week, which I wrote about on the blog today, about a preacher that um, said he had a terrible misunderstanding when he picked up a uh, young lady in the French Quarter to give her a ride out of the goodness of his heart, because it was a cold night, and then discovered uh, the young lady had, uh, well, let's just say an elephant trunk in her bells, and uh, when the police pulled them over, uh, he was chasing her down the street with a gun and uh, he said it's a terrible misunderstanding, terrible misunderstanding he gave her a ride out of the goodness of his heart and turned out to be a uh, transgender prostitute, I don't know how that happens, but I hate it when it happens you know well, I mean, some people just can't ha- handle chicks with dicks they just can't well, not Eddie Murphy. I mean, this was almost... Oh, no, Eddie Murphy went out of his way. Yeah. I don't mean, hear much about that anymore, do we? No, you don't. Uh, and and the uh, the person he picked up took a header off the top of a tall building in Hollywood. You don't hear about that oh, either. No, oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. And we don't hear too much about Eddie Murphy anymore either, do we? I think Eddie, he was just around. Eddie Murphy is doing the uh, biography of Rudy Ray Moore, the 70s, the filthy, filthy comic. Um whom I love, but Eddie Murphy's totally wrong I, for I that. Never, what's the guy's name? I never Rudy Ray Moore. Never heard of him. Uh, Petey Wheatstraw, the devil's son-in-law, um, the sensuous black man. He did this kind of low-budget exploitation, black exploitation films. Really, really funny guy. Um, oh. Like Red Fox, pumped up to eleven. I don't, don't remember that either. Yeah. Um, I love Red Fox. I do too. <laughs> so, Kevin, by your assessment of people wanting. Light-hearted, silly, maybe not so serious stories. Right. During the holidays, that means this podcast number should go up over the next couple of months. Yeah, you, don't, you don't think we're serious? We're light-hearted. Do you? I think we're deadly serious. Okay. About what? About life. About our evaluation of Western civilization. And truth, justice. In the American way? Yeah. Okay. Climate change, Black Lives Matter. 
All right, well, speaking of all this stuff, mm -hmm. people keep dying. They certainly do. I was just wondering how much this um, funeral fiasco is costing the taxpayers. And I'm sure you I mean, have the, some words about well, you know, George Bush's death. Yes, well, I wrote a wonderful blog. Well, we got to get to the, the Bushes right. We got HW and W. W is the war criminal. HW is more of the, the preppy asshole. Right? No, HW had some war crimes in his as well. Yeah, and and you know nobody's really gone in that deeply this time around about the two, when he when his plane got shot down, he kind of fucked up and two guys got stuck in the plane, and it was kind of not. And what, by the way, what's it, an 18-year-old preppy flying a com, combat mission? That's curious, too. A lot of curious stuff. And when you see Dan Quayle there and you realize, oh, my God, you think Sarah Palin was stupid? Dan Quayle's every bit as stupid as, uh, as Sarah Palin. Maybe. I haven't seen Marilyn Quayle for a while. She really hasn't changed. No, she really hasn't, now that you mention it. Yeah. Uh, Quail was supposed to be a good golfer. <laughs> That's a funny yeah. comment. Yeah. Um, well, Yay, I, I mean, the few, I mean, these funeral orgies, and I would find them absolutely unbearable if it wasn't for one thing. You know that by lauding guys like McCain and H.W. Bush, uh, President Pissyface takes it personally. He knows he knows what people think about him. And the yahoos that show up at all his rallies, there are no way they're gonna be out there for a funeral. In fact Kevin uh, Kevin and I were talking earlier about Kevin was pointing out if uh, if uh, pissy face uh, keeled over and dropped dead right now, the, the certainly in the Midwest, East Coast and the West Coast, it'd be like Super Bowl victories. People would be out celebrating. So. I'm very curious. As I, I, I watched some of the funeral before I left this morning, and uh, at one point they all recited the Apostles' Prayer, and they had the words in front of them. They were put in the pews, oh, he, he, and he didn't do it. Which well, one is that? So, hang on. I know I've, I had, oh, uh, which, oh, I had uh, many, many years of a Catholic upbringing. No, this is, this is High Episcopal, I, I think. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, and I can't. I, it's okay. You don't need to recite yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, I, I already feel dirty. But I, <laughs> but I was curious as to how the evangelicals are going to segment this in their brains, the way they've segmented so many other things about the president, because they love him, and yet he can't even be bothered to pray with the Obamas, the Clintons, the Carters. I, well, the, the the dynamics when he went to Argentina last week. And got the cold shoulder from everyone, and Putin and uh, the killer crown prince were yucking it up and high fiving each other. Um, and That's there's a great video. and there's and there's and, and there's pissy face just staring black. You know, like of course he knows that you know the noose keeps getting tighter and tighter around both his throat and his nuts. So uh, he wasn't happy, but then he comes in today. All the all the presidents and their wives. Um, are all sitting up in the front row, and in comes at the very last minute. In comes President Bone Spurs with with his with his uh, with his hooker old lady, and they come down the aisle, and then he hands his goddamn coat like 
Nobody else had a little valet, just some poor-ass Marine or something. And there's a guy with a real bad haircut that was the, the, the Marine. So he hands the coat, and then he sits down. Now, up to that point, you could see all the presidents and their spouses all talking and, you know, kind of, you know. All of a sudden, Trump sits down. His face doesn't even... He kind of barely shakes Obama's and um, Michelle's hands. Clinton is kind of looking like, what about me? Hey, fuck you. I mean, he didn't even look at him. And then he sits down with this frozen face, and nobody moves. It's just like that was the end. It was, as, as they say in the South, Hillary cut him dead. I mean, she... Well, and then it appeared to be that Jimmy Carter and Hillary weren't getting along real well either. Well, I didn't see that. Yeah. Well, I, I can't wait it's for a that. damn soap opera. I can't wait for that little Bible-thumping, phony uh, funeral. I'm so sick of him with his little hammer out there banging away with his hard hat. Let it be on record that Bruce is against, uh, what's the building program? No, I'm for that. I'm oh, just, okay. I'm just against uh, Bible-thumping... Um, in his own way, he's almost as bad as Trump, that Jesus crap, teaching Sunday school. Ugh, vomit, vomit inducing. Okay, well, do you have any other opinions on the funeral, everybody? Oh, well... It, it, I, don't, I, don't have a, I don't have cable, I don't have a... Yeah, here, here's... So I didn't here, get to see any of this stuff. Now, uh, McCain sent... I mean, the self-indulgent narcissism of McCain's because these guys plan these funerals out. They plan them. Can you imagine? And so now old man Bush, apparently in the senility, I mean, maybe Jim Baker, somebody sat down and helped him plan this one. It was fucking horrible. The music, that goddamn organ music makes you, oh, Jesus Christ. Not one good song. I would do simple gifts, Lord of the Dance. There's, there's good stuff. It was horrible. And... Um, it, and now, and, and does then? I mean, there are people walking around the rotunda, and uh, all the Supreme Court people. Are, oh God! Who just, did the uh, eulogy? Well, um, well, W. The War Criminal did the final one. There actually, Alan Simpson, who's kind of an eccentric. He's an asshole, but he's more of an eccentric. Old. He's an interesting old, asshole. Yeah, he is. And he did. He, he was kind of funny. Uh, John Meacham, the historian, his, his was horrible. Shame on him. He should know better. Um, and oh, the worst was Maureen Dowd's uh, column in the New York Times. Well, anytime Maureen Dowd writes something, it's the worst. Well, no, she's written some good stuff too. I mean, that's what pisses you off about her. But nine out of ten are terrible. And um, let's see, well, they had the preacher get up there. He wrote, he, he wrote a real shit. He did a real shit one. Um, you know what I found interesting was seeing Rosalind Carter there. What people don't realize, if you read back, Rosalind Carter set the tone for kind of activist first ladies. Not Betty Ford didn't sit on her cabinet meetings and things like that. She had her own opinions. But they said right away when Jimmy Carter got in the White House, Rosalind Carter was coming into meetings with him and sitting there as somewhat of a co-president, the way that Hillary Clinton got uh, painted. And that doesn't square with the image we see today of Rosalind Carter as kind of the sweet, nice Baptist lady. But uh, she was apparently quite a force in that White House. 
I yeah, and there were nitpickers. It was like who was playing tennis on the White House courts when they're yeah, and look who they surrounded themselves. All those shit kickers uh, from uh, whoop that. Uh, uh-huh. Here comes incoming. Incoming beer. Yeah, I mean Jimmy. Jim, I mean if Jimmy. Oh, wow, thanks for. If Jimmy Carter had a brain in his little Baptist fucking head, he would have. After Iran grabs the hostages, he would have blockaded their ports, and he said, "Okay, nothing's coming in here. You've got 48 hours to release those, re- release the hostages, or I'm going to take out all your airports." I mean, he could have been still president if he would have been thinking like like the genius would be thinking that stuff. Because you're totally right. You're absolutely in the right. Instead, but oh, and then he gets a bunch of um, cowboys to go over and steal the uh, to uh, rescue the goddamn hostages, and they get caught in a sandstorm, and their helicopters get fucked up. I, I mean, there's just so much wrong with that man in his presidency. Everything. Everything. He didn't do anything good. From the wars to uh, uh, not giving a shit about AIDS. Now, which one are we you're, talking you're, about? You're Jimmy talking Carter? about... I'm talking right. about... I'm, ta- are you talk- I'm sorry. I was talking about Carter. Oh, I'm sorry. I got distracted. No, I, I, I actually don't like Carter. All the peanuts. I got distracted because of Ruth. Thought you were going on about... Uh, well, I haven't, even, I haven't even got going on, on, on HW. Well, uh, no. We need to get Ken Burns in here to have Bruce go off on Reagan. Oh God! Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty. I the, uh, seven of the eight years, uh, seven of the eight years he was governor, I was out in California, so I got to see him up close and personal. Oh, by the way, I got there's a great, I got a great Reagan anecdote. I don't think I mentioned any other uh, other uh, podcast. I was uh, I was out of school at this point, so it was after '71. I was living out in Marin, but. Reagan was showing up at the Board of uh, Trustees for University of California meeting at the campus. And so I was on the periphery of the campus. So I came in. I had some stuff to do. And I drove in. So I walk over. And uh, there's maybe 100 students and activists uh, out in picking out in front. Well, I was going to go over and bang my uh, girlfriend's best friend because her husband was So it. good of you. Ruth is shaking her head. Oh. That, that was, uh, I was telling her, her name is Janine. Real why would you, hot. So why would you do that? Because she was really hot. And, and, her, and her old man was at school. But wasn't he a very good friend of yours? Oh, not that good. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> Let's get rid this of the wasn't, word good. This wasn't Janine Pirro, was it? No. Oh, okay, good. How about no. just, how about, how about, okay, he was a friend of yours, period. Well, no, I was more involved with his wife. I mean, well, well clearly. Girl, yeah. Well, no, it was just all in good fun. There's, there's Street Jimmy riding by on his bike. Um, so, so where, are your, where are your morals? Well, my morals is, I mean, it was probably not a nice thing to do. So, so anyway, I, I, Mario Savio, do you remember him from the priest? Wow, Ruth is running outside to go get Jimmy. What's going on there? I, don't, I really don't care. So I'm trying to tell a story. It's a pretty funny story. Okay, sorry, I was falling asleep. Picture it, 1971, Berkeley. Go. Yeah, and, and, and if you remember the free speech movement in Berkeley, this guy Mario Savio was a big leader of it, mm-hmm. and he was on TV all the time. Well, he things just kind of petered out for him. He was working at Moe's Bookstore, but he was still a big celebrity. So 
he, he's walking back to Mo's bush. We both leave the demonstration together. And we're walking a few steps away from each other. All of a sudden, there's an a, a underground parking garage, and these two big limo-type cars pull down. Out jumps Reagan in this mustard yellow sport coat. Now, all of his life, I'm sure he's had people, hey, you, fuck, you, you eat shit, fuck you, girl. And he, I'm sure he was totally uh, inured to it. But, so I had to come up with something brilliant. Because you don't get that many chances to yell at, you know, yell at Reagan. So, there he is, jumps out with that hairline that's right, practically right down to his eyebrows. And I yell, hey, Reagan. Jane Wyman says you're a bad fuck. <laughs> and he looks, he does a double take. I give him a finger. <laughs> so Savio high fives me. I mean, that was sheer inspiration. That's right. I've actually got a Jane Wyman story about Ronald Reagan. Ooh. The first person one. Uh, before I lived in New Orleans, I lived in Santa Monica. And uh, Jane Wyman lived in Santa Monica as well. Went to Catholic Church on 7th Street, just down the street from my house. And I was acquainted with a fellow who kind of looked after her and her dotage. And when Kitty Kelly's book came out about Nancy Reagan, you remember that? that was, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, that was good. I read it. Um, Jane Wyman wanted to read it very badly, but didn't want to be seen buying it. So she enlisted my friend, or my acquaintance, to buy it. Like, the minute it came out. And then she got excited about it and wanted to turn it in kind of a spy mission. So they drove to Crown Books, and she sat in the car with her head down and all that. Oh, so wow. they couldn't see her, and he went in and bought it and everything, brought it out of the car. And they flipped through it together and looked at the index and all of that. So, uh, yeah, Jane had no no fondness for Nancy. Oh, I don't think she had any fondness for Ronnie either. I don't think so, no. My um, The only story I can contribute to this is that... Uh, my oldest sister is 10 years older than I am, and I always wanted to, like, you know, be cool like her, hang out like her, and so <clears throat> she was in college, and she would go out and do things, and I'd beg her, beg her, I was like, you know, like an eight-year-old kid, seven-year-old kid, I'd beg her to take me wherever she was going, and occasionally she would humor me <laughs> one time. She's like, all right, you can come with, but it's not going to be fun for you, and I was like, I don't care, I want to be with you guys. And so they took me up to the Loyola campus, and we were there for an uh, anti-Reagan protest. And I'm sitting, <laughs> like all these college kids are all holding signs and yelling, and I'm sitting there going, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> it was fascinating. It's like my first real insight into people making change you in know, politics. Pe- people do not realize how stupid that man was. I mean, you know, he's just, you know, the, it's like um, whoever the doctor was that diagnosed that he had Alzheimer's should, should have won some kind of Nobel Prize before medicine because how would you know and he's just so goddamn stupid how would you know at the point that he transitioned into uh, into Alzheimer's but I mean I remember the, the, the kids out at one of the northern California state colleges with big protests Reagan comes out there and says they're, they're bitching about um, dirty air and pollution he's he, in front of these kids the Trees in California cause more pollution than industry. Absolutely. He yes, said this. He it said came that. out of his fucking he said mouth. That. Yeah. Now, I mean, this was a guy that was a governor. Wasn't he also uh, 
Didn't didn't Nancy Reagan also offer him advice based on astrology? Oh yeah, she had a White House astrologer for two. Yeah, for the last like three or four years. Of course, he was kind of going after Iran Contra. He went into a fetal position, wouldn't come out. So, and then her astrologer kind of took over and ran the government. Yeah. God, I mean, it's amazing. And now look at his reputation. These are like little like hints oh. into what was to come right now. I don't. I don't think. Enough people remember the the sound check he did, like we do here before the podcast with Jordan, where uh, he said, uh, you know, they just asked him for a mic level, and he said, okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have outlawed Russia. The bombing begins oh, yeah. in five oh, minutes. Yeah. I remember that. Wow. And uh, people didn't think that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you imagine the current occupant Let's of the see. White House uh, tweeting that? Yes, I can. That's the sad part. You know, when he, when he was finally, when he was just out and out batshit crazy, and they changed his address from 666. To <laughs> yeah. uh, 668, so, that's absolutely true. So then the, the Secret Service used to, he used to, one of his things he, they, they could get him to do, would go out in the yard and rake leaves. So he'd rake leaves, and then as soon as his back was turned, the Secret Service would scatter them around the yard so he could go out and rake the leaves again. I would do that all day long. I mean, but honestly, now in hindsight, those are all normal people. Well, compared to, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is so and, and stupid. I think now this, this Russian dossier is proving more and more. But now that with Flynn uh, and Cohn, it's more and more they're able to corroborate more and more of the stuff in the dossier. I think it's just obviously Putin sitting on those piss tapes. Those hooker pistols, you know, you know those are out there. Yeah, I was gonna say, how and do you I'm think this is all gonna come? Them. How do you think this is all gonna come to a head? It's 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 percolating, it's brewing. He might blow up Iran. He might really try for the big move. He probably might just hey nuke nuke Iran. They can't. Then they won't fuck with me. I, I mean, it's it's this could really really get ugly. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think um, dangerous people are even more dangerous when they're trapped. Oh, and he's trapped. If you look at the look on his face the last two weeks, yeah, he's uh, trapped. And uh, my and, and uh, another thing I'd say is that that uh, nobody screams and whines and rats like a uh, supposed macho man. And Mike Flynn is that macho man. I mean, 19, 19 testimonies before. Uh, before Mueller and, and his crew. And we don't know. I mean, some of them may have just been five minutes, but I mean, that is the sign that somebody has, that they've been calling him in because they've been talking to the people he's been talking about and trying to get more information and more information. I think this, there's, I think there's a huge, huge thing well, going I to break. Th- I think the gold standards for Republican rats, of course, John Dean is oh. the gold standard. The guy had a great memory, kept notes. Oh man, and he did it calmly, mm-hmm. and uh, boy, but uh, when you got Cone, who knows how many uh, tapes Cone has too? Absolutely. I mean, if 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 they when they come sentence guidelines and they uh, recommend no jail time for Cone, oh boy, I would run for the hills, especially <laughs> if I was his goddamn kids. You know who I wish we had an analog to in this case is Martha Mitchell. I wish we had a Martha Mitchell in this yeah, whole we, thing. We, yeah, we really don't have a Martha. Well, you know what? We've got um, Huckabee uh, Slanders is kind of a Martha, Martha Mitchell. <laughs> no, 
not really. I mean, Martha Mitchell would have a couple snoots full at night and then just go ahead and call all the Washington reporters and tell them anything they wanted to know, which was fascinating. Yeah, she was. She was great. She'd go on talk shows. I think she made sitcom appearances. I love it when John Mitchell went in prison. They had uh, cameras there. Some great big black guy, inmate, as he's walking in the door, he goes, you're nothing but the number now, John. Oh, I loved it. Watch that little fucking sawed-out fuckface walking into jail. And Haldeman and Ehrlich went going to jail. God. But those guys were, by the way, they were all Christian scientists. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah. That's now, a real shocker. Now, I don't want to change the subject here, but since you brought up jail and you brought up the 70s and all of that, your brilliant book, California Jailbreak, which we get into. No, brother, Kevin. I'm not kissing his ass, Liz. No, no. I, I've got a specific no, question no, here. No, no, Liz's problem is that she's uh, too busy. To I'm read reading it. other things. Yeah, okay. okay. One thing you did not get into is whether you had jailhouse romance in there. Well, I, I, in a way, I did. I mean, I got to drive um, uh, that my little um, honey poo poo to the uh, California. I mean, to the Marin County Hang Mental on a Health. By knowing Bruce and by using basic deductive reasoning, I'm yeah. pretty sure you can confidently say he put his penis somewhere. Well, here's well. If you read the book, I put my. Penis, I will read it. I put my penis a number of places, <laughs> um, but the uh, if you read the book number one, read it. Remember, there's a, a, a female that shows up looking for her father. Oh God, I, that was so disturbing. Yeah, well, you'll find out how I, I literally met. Literally, was reading this book. How I met her mother. And my jaw just dropped, and I was like, no. Way. Well, I was surprised myself. <laughs> I read the book too, and I and I found it far more interesting than the sitcom "How I Met Your Mother." <laughs> <laughs> I like that show. I've never way, seen it. I read Bruce's book. I know uh, you should see this show. How I Met Your Mother. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Doug. Uh, 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 fucking name, man. Um, what's his name? He's really famous. <laughs> Neil yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. Thank you, Jordan. Judy Hauser is what I was going to say. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris is really good in it. Actually, all the characters are really good in it. But anyway, okay, but it. to circle back to my yeah, question back here, question. Bruce. Yeah. I mean, were, were there... Well, no, you see, the Marin County Honor Farm was the only... No, I think there was one other co-ed jail in uh, California at the time. There are very few co-ed jails. Who the hell cares co-ed? You already expressed past... Interactions with non-coed situations. Yeah, you mean when I, I mean my gay porn career, and then how I got out of the army. Yeah. By being a homosexual. Yeah. Yeah. What about it? So I'm just saying you don't need to stress the word coed. I know, but I was in coed jail. Okay. I'm talking about a situation like shit on my dick or blood on my knife. I love that. You know what that's from? That's from that great. Um, what was that? Um, that New York playwright. That was, there's there's going to be Maya Angelou. No, no, it was a jail. It was a it was a jail. It was a jail uh, play, and there's a there's a scene in there when they're, there's a, they're, these two guys are get, getting Nelson close Mandela to say that yeah. and he said, and he said one of two things are going to happen here. There's either going to be shit on my dick or blood on my knife. You get to pick. 
The guy says, I'll take shrub on your dick. That's a great line. What the hell was the name of that play? I like that guy. Uh, he was a, he, he'd done time. Was it Lanford Wilson or... Uh, I would need to know the it was degrees a good play. of blood on the knife. You don't need to? Oh, I would need to know. Like, what does that mean? You get stabbed. Because you know what... If you ever okay, watch the trail... And jab... Where? No, what they do is they usually jab you in the sides. Shit like that. You just kind of... Okay. Jump, 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 So jump, you... Jump. Which one would you take? Oh, shit, shit, shit on, shit on his dick anytime. Really? I don't want to get stabbed. You are getting stabbed one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, but I don't... You know... I don't... The love Kevin? stab. Kevin, what do you think? What would you choose? Um, I have no desire to be penetrated, but I would... Um, I would be, I guess, it's the receptive partner. If that was my, if that was my option, for sure. But you could get if if you're a, a, a I guess, virgin in that situation, and there's someone that's quite large doing that to you, or quite experienced. I don't know. You could also. Well, these aren't guys. You these have, aren't dreamboat guys. You could have damage yeah. happen, right? Sure. You could oh, have damage happen yeah. both ways. Oh, I. Well, that's I, my I, point. I, okay, I know a case. Say, I know a case where a bunch of guys gang raped a guy, and they had to sew his ass up. I mean, it was a fucking mess. That's my. That's my point. If you, if that's the extreme, who's getting a knife in your side? You're still going to choose the former than the latter. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like. The idea of knives going in, you know. I don't like chop, the chop, idea chop. of things in my butt. Oh, come on. What are you talking about? No, not like you. What are you trying to tell us? It's men. It's just men between mud and nothing. They'll choose mud. No, but this isn't about sex. Yeah, well, I mean, there's. I, uh. <laughs> I heard the boys t- a lot of talk, a lot of talk about this, and um, they're just certainly not. Right. So Bruce and Kevin are choosing shit on the dick. Yeah, not my. Uh, well, no, yeah. 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 That, uh, yeah. Well, ideally, yeah. shit on my dick. Exactly. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Shit on You're his the receiver. Dick. No, but the guy's sitting there with a knife, and he says, "There's gonna be blood on my knife or shit on my dick." Yeah, someone's telling you that. Yeah, so you're the receiver. Sure. Ruth, what's your choice? You gotta pick. Don't shake no, your head. No. See? Fetal position, crying, curled up. No, pick one. You no, have to. No, no, no. Both are just equally. No, you're, you have to pick one. Uh-uh. You're uh-uh. not gonna be allowed to participate if you can't pick. Be in these. Would you well, rather? What, 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 what do you pick? Massage. I think Liz would be a bossy bottom. <laughs> yeah. Power bottom. Yeah, I'd say don't do that. When I was talking to the jail uh, shrinks, one of the gay guys from the house was coaching me. He's just telling me you're a power bottom. <laughs> I might choose the, the knife. What? Uh, what no, does you the, would choose. What, the, you would choose the. You, you die. Choose, you die from the knife. Why? Because they stick slice. in your heart. It they can, can kill you. They just that's killed, why I was asking you about degrees. They just how far killed you. With the knife. They just killed Whitey Bulger. I thought they were going to get sliced in my arm or something. No, 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 no. Were you guys not here three minutes ago when I was asking you about yeah, how I mean, far the yeah. knife was going to go, what was going on? How do you, do you think that you can say, well, excuse me, before I make my decision, where are you going to, how many times are you going to stab me or where? They don't usually do that. And I think women stab in the face because they want, yeah. even if you get out of jail, they, you know, no man or woman will ever yeah. want you again. 
why I probably want, they want to recognize you. I got, I'll tell you one great tip I got in jail. I had this fucking asshole named um, Rudy Lobos, And Rudy fucking stole my radio. And so... That's a luxury. So somebody, it turns out, fortunately probably for me, because Rudy, there was... He had some other uh, Mexican friends. but So Rudy steals my fucking radio. So we, we have this kind of showdown. So... One of the black guys, a guy named Leonard Raymond, tells me, listen, here's what you want to do. Put a bar of soap in the sock when you go in the shower, because we're just going to be, they're going to be laying for you. Oh, can you do a fucking number on a guy with a bar of soap in the sock? And there's no bruises. There's no bruises, and you don't yeah. have any contraband on you. Yeah. Like, be like, oh, I gotta oh, put the, the, other, the sock in no, the and the that other little tip. sliver left at the very end. And the other tip, <laughs> the other tip is wear your shoes because if you're in your bare feet, I mean, you you'd have a good chance of, you know, a professional boxer if you've got shoes on. He's got. Um, so when you're bare feet. in jail, okay, how much jail time have you actually spent? What was the longest? Now, what was the longest stint? Read my, read my fucking book. But let Come me just on, tell you, just, there ain't no pity in Steel City. <laughs> Or here's another one: Don't serve time, let time serve you. Wait, this is these are all your songs and your country album, your, yeah. or your your mashup. Those are my jail songs. Yeah. So okay, my question for you then is: Read my fucking book, dipshit. Liz, my the top tip I ever got about going to jail is that you eat as much as you can before you go because if you're fat and gross and pasty and white. You're not a target. Yeah, but no. Even the, some of the fat boys even had to pay a price. Uh, did you, um, but you don't want to be real cute. Did you have like a mentor in jail that would show you the ways, show you the well, ropes? The, the, this guy, Leonard Raymond, who I mentioned, old, old-time con, he claimed, he claimed we were out um, sh- uh, sweeping stones in the uh, staff parking lot one day. And so he asked me, he says, uh, you know, um, I was doing time, I think it was in Louisiana, I forget, which somewhere down south like that. And he said, um, I was a trustee of the fire crew, and we used to get a lot of car accidents. There was a big highway out in front. So he said that there was a big car accident, we go out there, and this really hot-looking woman had the top of her head cut off. They'd run into a truck, and she had the top of her head. You could see all of her brains and shit like that. But he said her pussy was still warm. And he said, I'm telling you what Leonard told me. God. So guess what? I put two and two together. I said, that had to be Jane Mansfield. I said, was there a guy in there? Yeah. She said, his head was chopped and there was two kids in the back seat. That was fucking, that was Jane Mansfield. So he's out there. The boys are all sticking their finger in her warm pussy. Looking at brains. What the fuck is wrong with people? But, but, but he, here's the tip he gave me. Star fuckers. You can't live with them. You can't live without them. Well, (laughs) I guess so. Uh, Here's the tip he gave me my first day. He also gave me the tip about the sock. But he told me I couldn't make the bed. No, just regular sheets. You couldn't make the bed. Well, I don't know. I never made a bed. You don't know how to make a fucking bed? No, I didn't know how. And then people have contour, contour sheets. So I'm sitting there struggling trying to make my bed. Because that's the first thing you're supposed to do in the morning. This is my first morning. I can't make a fucking bed. What the hell? Well, do you want to hear what this, you, you want? You know what? This explains so much. Go on. Okay. 
So Leonard says, oh, first day, huh? He says, yeah. He says, watch. He takes him, flips my mattress up, puts his head up, takes the regular sheet, ties it in that one end, turns around, flips it over, boom, contour sheet. Bam. Don't even have to make it now. It was great. That wow. was a great tip. That's, that's a great way to, you know, take the shortcut. Oh, yeah. When I was when I was uh, when I was a teenager, maybe I don't remember. Well, first of all, my mom always made us make the bed. She's like, make the fucking bed, make make your bed, get up, lazy sat, and make the fucking bed. Anyway, so when I was uh, a teenager, I remember I was like in some sort of retreat or something. A what? A retreat. A retreat. Yeah, we were on like a like a, a find yourself retreat. Like was this game? It was in high school. It was part of high school. Like you go on a high retreat, kids you journal, you you know think about the world, think about yourself, think about your contribution to society. It was a retreat. It was like a holistic. Oh God! Introspective. Yeah. What the yeah. Fuck? Oh gee. Whatever. You can't make a bed. Anyway, so. I don't go to retreats either. The the, the the person who was like leading the retreat and having us do these different exercises said, you know. You should wake up in the morning, feel good about yourself, and the first thing you should do is make your bed. And I was like, oh my god, my mom always tells me to make your bed. Who said this? The retreat leader. And she went on to give a very, like, motivating talk about making your bed, and it ended with, because when you're done making that bed, you know that you've at least accomplished one thing in your day. And if you rather have a good day or a terrible day, you can look back and say, I did this one thing, and it can hopefully lead you to just to feel good about a situation you might encounter later. Liz, I don't mean to be cynical, but I can wake up and have a couple cups of coffee and grab the newspaper and go in the bathroom and achieve something good for that one day right there. <laughs> you, you are, you, I mean, I'm yeah. a big believer in those kinds of creations. The, the bar is very low for a good day in your in your world. I don't. I. I. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm like a very organized person, but I do feel better mentally when I know that. When you're a neat freak. Something is. You're always straightening up my oh car. Oh my god, Kevin, Jordan, you guys should see this car. It's horrific. It's like it's like some. It's hey. like it's like the What's day after Thanksgiving at Macy's. Like there's clothes everywhere. Yeah, there's shoes. Call, there's if, golf clubs. If I need there's, something, there's it's bags there. and bags and bags and bags. Just if I need of, stuff, it's of there. nothing. It's just bags, like empty bags. Well, no. When you go shopping, you don't. They don't like. They charge you what? But why do you need twenty nine bags in that car? Well, because it, they accumulate. You know. Um, why don't you take them upstairs? Costco. No, you take them upstairs. You take the shit upstairs. You, you put away all your stuff, right. and then you put the bags I know away. I mean, I like having stuff in my Back car. Back in the car. What's up because with the? Because otherwise, you're in okay. The so what's up store. with all the clothes then? The t-shirts. Well, the, the, the collar shirts. It gets hot. Oh yeah, the weather yeah. changes. Why are you making excuses for him? Well, she because it's in the mind. back. It doesn't matter. No, why are you making excuses for him? No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No. Yeah, you are. No, she realizes. Same way. Oh, there it is. That's what I was going for. I just had my moment. I, 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 I broke through the wall. She said it. She admitted it. Well, you can't handle the truth. Well, you're a little, you're a little anal Annie here. I just like to stay organized. Little anal Annie, my favorite comic oh, strip. 
That's important. That's a good Palmer. way to bring it back to the jail Palmer, conversation. Palmer movies too. Um, by the way, I can't stop. I couldn't stop watching that video of Donald Trump at the summit and the Argentinian president. Oh, walking off the oh. stage while the, the <laughs> poor guy off. stood there all alone. I couldn't yeah, yeah, stop watching. What the? The fuck? only video I watched more was the umbrella video. Oh, when you just watched up on the plane. <laughs> and just drops the umbrella. I was just like, wait a minute, did that yeah. really happen? Well, he did the same thing with his coat today. Just walked in and just hands it. Oh, hey, really? Dude. At the funeral? No, no, yeah. Nobody else had the coat. He just walks up and just takes his coat off and sticks his arm out. Some fucking Marine runs up and grabs his coat. Um, I don't know if you know this, Kevin, but in a couple of weeks, we are actually going to try for the podcast... We're actually going to try to do the radio play of A Christmas Carol. I heard that. Uh, and we're going to try to get everyone... This might be the first time people hear Jordan's voice if we don't have enough people uh, to play all the characters. But I've been researching radio play scripts right. for A Christmas Carol. And I'm not really happy with what I've been finding. So Are I you might, going to update it? Well, I'm thinking that maybe between you and, my, and myself and maybe Bruce... That we should uh, create the right kind of alehouse Christmas Carol. Christmas script. Carol. What do you think, genius? Hey, I'm I, as long as I don't have to do much work. All right. So between you and I, Kevin. Yes. <laughs> <sounds right>. Yeah. <laughs> is the genius going to be Bob Cratchit, or is it going to be Tiny Tim? A Scrooge? Me? No. Well, I don't Scrooge. know. Look at him. I was thinking Tiny Tim. Let's treat Jimmy. Except Jimmy won't really remember his lines. I could. I mean, what, he, Tiny Tim doesn't say much. He's gonna be like, "God bless us, everyone." Shit, that was good. Who is that? Yeah. Well, he could be the ghost of Tiny Tim. What? Tiny Tim doesn't add, have a add ghost. A new character. Add a new character. No, we're not gonna modern. This is not gonna be the Wiz. No, we're not gonna modernize. It's not gonna be like a Christmas Carol with Vanessa Williams yeah. and uh, no, Idris Elba or something. It's not gonna be an Xmas Carol. It's okay. a Christmas Carol. Hey, I just think I'm, I'm, I'd love to participate. I just don't want to do any work. I, I'm, Again, I'm really busy. Shocker. I'm really busy. What? Doing what now? I'm trying to get that fucking dung beetle down. You've been there. trying for years. I know. Well, it's not really that long, but it's going on two years now. Really. May I recommend that you uh, look at another project? How about Miracle on North Avenue? And you could be Natalie Wood, and uh, the genius could be uh, no, Edmund Gwen as Santa. I never liked that movie. Do you? I, I have no... Miracle on 34th Street? I, I, my favorite is... Uh, I like the... Uh, I like the, Chris, the Christmas Story with... Um, oh, yeah, out in Indiana. Yeah. Oh, with Ralphie and yeah, the BB gun? Yeah. yeah. Because you are Ralphie. Um, I almost shot my brother's eye out <laughs> with a BB gun. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Um, I actually... My favorite Christmas movie actually is It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, God, I hate that one. Because you probably hate Jimmy Stewart, right? I don't hate him. But it's just such a sappy goddamn movie. Yeah, I, it's I a like, fucking Christmas movie. I like Tiny Timber and I like that. All right, well, I enjoy Christmas Care. I mean, I'm sorry, It's a Wonderful Life. In fact, I think I'm going to go see it at the Music Box. They have this double feature, a white Christmas sing-along with a Christmas, or uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, and then everyone, like, uh, cheers for every time um, um, Jimmy Stewart comes on. Uh, um, and then they like hiss every time Potter comes out. 
George Bailey versus Potter. Is this heterosexual or homosexual? Oh my god. Well, well, it's I'm a classic. Sorry. No, when everybody's kissing. Kissing. Oh my god. Oh, I thought you kissing. said kissing. <laughs> This is, kind of, what kind of, what you know kind of, why this is great? One of, one of is my this? favorite TV shows of all time was Three's Company because of all the constant misunderstandings. This is why this is hilarious because you're always well, it's, it's thinking noisy. I say something it's, it's, else. It's noisy. You got yeah. headphones on. Yeah, well, I miss, I didn't get that. <laughs> I'm in the minority, but I saw um, Red Orchid Theater's version of 3C, which is kind of a modern. Uh, Pinterest update of Three's Company, and I really enjoyed it. Did anybody see that? No, damn. How long ago was it? This was about a year ago, nine months ago. Really? But they took they took all the misunderstandings and the sexual tension and everything to a realistic level where it was really, really uncomfortable. So you didn't just have sexual harassment on stage. <laughs> you actually had, like, Mr. Roper sticking his hand up Janet's oh. dress and feeling... It was... And the audience, probably the average age, was about 70, and it was dead silent, which I loved. I can't, I can't handle that. Like, I don't like a lot of those shows, the TV shows or movies that are very violent, because I just don't, I can't handle it. People keep talking about A Handmaid's Tale. I'm like, I don't want to see the violence. Yeah, Rock and Roll Ruth does like those either. No. I mean, I'd rather... And then all those movies you recommend... is bliss. Like, like... Um, Ozark. That's all they do is just one body after another. It's yeah. really kind of disgusting. I, just, I said it was. I said it was decent. I said you no. should watch The Queen. Well, that's the movie. It's not there. It's There's not no. there anymore. You can rent it. Well, I don't, You're talking about The Crown, not The Queen, right? No, The Queen. The movie The Queen. Oh, the movie The Queen with Helen Mirren. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. The Crown's about to reboot. But you told and, me uh, it's the same screenwriter. You told me you liked Ozark. It's terrible. Okay. Well, it's not I okay. I waste some time. I, and it cuts into my reading. Thank God. That's I'm just going to take your TV away. No! <laughs> no Ruth likes it. Ruth would die. She's going to be stuck in her little room and no TV <laughs> at your house. By the way, these muffins are delicious. Oh, well, thank you. Also, I'm very, We're back to the muffins. I'm curious about this. Huh. Look at Kevin eating his pizza. Well, he's, he's, he's a no-crust eater. He's, well, so what? You have to use crust. <laughs> Look, George W. didn't want to eat his broccoli. I don't want to eat no. my crusts. Oh, boy. Um, okay, well, Kevin. What? Thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, no, we got to ask, is there anything, Kevin, else oh, you'd like to talk you about? Plug anything, Kevin? Uh, what do I want to plug? Let's see. Um, if you want to read our paper, you can go to bestofneworleans.com. And... Um, that's Gambit. That's uh, New Orleans' best alt weekly, and we've been in business for, I think, 38 years at this point. I've been there for 10. Um, what else am I plugging? I don't think I have anything to plug. I'm not. I'm not like Ukraine Mike with my commercials and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard that skillful, uh, skillful patter that he wrote for y'all, and I didn't quite <laughs> understand it. Well, I think he blames my my performance. Not his lack of uh, creativity. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's. I, I'm not sure Ed McMahon or Harry Von Zell or any of those people could have done justice to it either. You know, <laughs> Harry Von Zell, that's going back a ways. Yeah, Harry Von Zell. Don wow. Pardo. Yeah, Don Pardo. <laughs> um. All right. No, not much. Um. I'd love to come back and do this again. Oh, when I'd are you coming to, back to town? Um. I don't have I don't have a ticket at this point, but probably in the next three months or so. Um. Okay. 
I'd love to talk comedy. I did comedy in L.A. for several oh, years. Oh, we didn't get to talk about him banging uh, Kathy Griffin either. We did the first time. I know, but I wanted to get more details. We really didn't get into Next time. Well, you don't want to know about it? She, she's Save a redhead, it. isn't she? Uh, she's got brown hair. Oh, she got brown hair. So she doesn't have... I mean, I'll tell you what. I remember one time when the sun came up, and I looked down, and this girl had Auburn... Pussy yeah. hair, and it was absolutely—it looked like a strawberry Sunday in the in the morning sunlight. It's How gorgeous. romantic! Fuck, it's I like a Don McLean song, I've isn't never, it? I've never thought about in, in any sort of like romanticized thought in my head. I my mind has never gone to a strawberry Sunday. What, what's the Rod Stewart, Maggie May, the morning sun when it's in your face really shows your age? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't looking at, her, I wasn't looking at her face. In, was it, in was your it mind, you're everything. <laughs> you know, Paul Simon, Cecilia, you just don't know what he was looking at, you yeah. know? Did it have a cherry on top? Uh, the strawberry sundae? Not after no. Bruce was done with it. <laughs> it has some whipped cream dripping out of all it. All right, all right. That's enough. That's enough. Um, oh, you have to ruin everything. <laughs> Bruce ruins everything. That's a podcast and, we should and, do. And she told me not to tell my friend who's fixed me up with it. He said, don't, don't tell him because they know my husband. Tell okay. Him. So I told him. <laughs> of course you did. I told him, and I said, whatever you do, don't tell her husband. Oh, no, no, no. She's just like, yeah. You should have gone on one of my retreats about being a good person and morality. There's some hot, were, there, were there some hot broads? Kevin, thanks so much for being on the show. Absolutely. I just, I just want to make a pitch for this idea for Bruce Ruins Everything. And I think you could come in with a topic like um, Habitat for Humanity and just let Bruce ruin it for 50 minutes. That would be fuck great. Why I spend my time building a house for somebody else? Well, you know, the thing is... Uh, I've I got better things to do. I'm trying to write this Dung Beetle novel. It would be interesting to come up with a subject I couldn't ruin. What else you got, Kevin? A subject that Bruce couldn't ruin? Um, yeah, let's have oh, it. Shucks, Jesus. Um, now you're putting me on the spot, and I'm usually pretty glib. Yeah, Habitat for Humanity was pretty good. Yeah, Thanks. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of something you can't. Uh, 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 cure for cancer. Cure for cancer? Well, I would probably go into the CEOs and the people that were running the chair and want to know the salaries of the fucking CEOs to see how bad they're ripping off these old cancer kids. Okay. I wouldn't go after the kids. I'd go after the... Uh, the people profiting from the kids. I mean, it's definitely doable. He can't. He I can't think so. Everything. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, disease and movies, I think yesterday was the 25th anniversary of the movie Philadelphia being released. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And uh, I read this really interesting article about how it really kind of changed the film, the way you, you I don't know, put together a film and your experience. Well, it certainly something. made me want to give up anal. That's there pretty, it is. That's there pretty, it is. That's pretty sad. If it took a Tom Hanks movie to like make straight people care that other people are dying. Hang on a second. You're you are totally no, that, deluding. I think, I think Kevin's absolutely right. No, on that a one. Tom Hanks movie. No, that's not how you should describe it. Well, it was. I think it's it's, it's it was sad. It's a very serious story about a very serious man going through a very serious issue. Not only a, a disease, but the the stupidity he has to face in the real world. The prejudice, 
the uh, uh, the love that he can't share with people. Like, there's a, there's a very complex movie. You can't just say it was sappy. I don't think you can say it was a Tom Hanks movie. I, I, think I love all, Tom Hanks, by the way. All of Tom Hanks movies are a little sappy. I kind of like them or something. But yeah, they're all pretty sappy. What's your favorite Tom Hanks movie? Uh, Saving Private Ryan. See, that's violent. Yeah, but I mean that I that I had new appreciation for my uncle my uncle Jerry was he was on that landing. And boy, whoa. What's your favorite Tom Hanks movie coming? I, I, I wish I saw more movies so I could answer that. Um, um I liked him in that sitcom Bosom Buddies. Buddies. It was just so silly. That which, was the best. Which one? They were, it was called Bosom Buddies. It was about two guys that uh, get a great apartment, but it's a building for women, so they have to dress up as women. It's a very stupid. Tom Hanks. It's hilarious. Don't watch it because you're, you're, you're Bruce. I, I love it. Some it like fantastic. it. Fantastic. Um, do you, Jordan, do you guys have a favorite Tom Hanks movie? Big. I love Big. Jordan likes Big. You know, you know what? Big's awesome. You know what might be my favorite just because I love this stupid story? But I feel like it just, I watch it and it reminds me of like great childhood memories. Is Splash. I was going to say Splash. Uh, that, broad, that broad and Splash. Was she a mermaid? Yeah. Yeah, she was one. She went to uh, Francis, uh, Parker High School. Over here. Oh, yeah, she did. I, I have a Daryl Hannah story when That's we reconvene again. Ooh. You bang, I, you no, bang I, no, but Just I knew her, her in LA. Just tell her now. You serious? Yeah, okay. because otherwise we're not going to be able to connect the dots later. Yeah. Okay, the abbreviated version was uh, when I was doing comedy, there was a woman in the group, and she and Daryl Hannah and a third woman were roommates. And uh, Daryl was a, a wee bit shallow, and she came around one day and was saying that she didn't know if she liked her boyfriend because he had beautiful hair or not. So the three of them concocted a wacky scheme where they said that Daryl had been a hairdresser before she was an actress and convinced him to cut, let her cut his hair. And she did, and it looked awful, and then she dumped him. Wow. <laughs> that's Hollywood. And Well, that's a Francis Parker graduate. <laughs> not shocking. The only thing worse is New Trier. Lee, Lee, Lee went to... Uh, yeah, but New Trier is a public school. Francis Parker, you got to pay like 40 grand a year. I mean, I say that because I went to the other one. You pay, had to pay there too. Yeah. Little Miss Elitist. My parents sacrificed every penny. They so had to, to send keep me you there. from going to public school. They just thought they believed very deeply in a very good education. My daughter went to public school. She, there was only six percent white kids in her school. You also chose to well, name actually, she your very Caucasian daughter. Actually, she was Native American name. What do you mean? She was on her birth certificate. She's a full-blooded Shoshone <laughs> Indian. What the fuck? <laughs> so Liz, was this like a school with a lot of wasps, or was it a? Very Catholic. Okay. But certainly mostly Caucasian. So like the Catholic side of the Bush family. And there is a Catholic side of the Bush family. Well, there's a Jewish side of the Trump family. Mm. There are many sides to everything. Oh, I have to tell you a cute story. Every year at this time, I'm walking down. I took my long walk last night in the cold. I got took because Ruth was down doing something. I think I'm getting a mail or something. So I took the train. Have a great relationship. I took the train down, and I decided to walk from. I figured because I need to exercise, so I walked from Randolph here, 
So as I'm, as I'm walking down through Rush Street, these kids in these funny little weird hats come up to me and say, are you Jewish, you're Jewish. Now this happens to me all the time. I'm constantly there. Why would they ask you that? It's like, what, Rosh Hashanah? What, what, what's the... Uh, it's Hanukkah. Hanukkah, okay. So they, these kids, they always ask me if I'm Jewish. Now this has happened for several years just random kids come up to you and ask you because you're what they're doing is they want you to take what's that a menorah yeah a menorah so the kid says I says yeah. but now the one show on Netflix I really like was this Kaminsky method with uh, Alan Arkin and Michael Douglas and Michael Douglas, uh, Alan Arkin plays this kind of crotchy Jewish guy um, and when his wife dies they have a funeral. And he, he's supposed to put mirrors over the, the I mean, seats over the yeah. mirrors. Right. Sitting so, Shiva. Yeah. Yeah. So the um, the rabbi says to him, hey, you don't have sheets over the uh, mirrors. Hey, what kind of Jew are you? He says, I'm an atheist Jew. So when the guys, when the kids come up to me, I said, uh, I always say, yeah, I'm Jewish, but 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 I hate, I hate Netanyahu. And I'm anti-Zionist, something like that. Well, I didn't do it this time. I said, well, yeah, I'm a Jew, but I'm an atheist Jew. Now the kid keeps following me. He's kind of a funny kid. He's got this box. He wants it. I said, are you talking here? You want money for this? No, no, no. Just take it. And then here's the instructions. Light the candle. And I said. Wait, they're selling menorahs? He wasn't selling it. He was was giving it to me. But he just wanted me to promise I'd like to. what? I didn't even look inside. I gave it to Ruth. So, cool. is, there, is this common practice? Little kids following you around the street giving you away, the kids giving were, away menorahs? The kids were like 18, 20, something like that. And they wear the little funny hats. So, so, oh, so they're not little kids. No. They're no. actually like people well, trying to make Well, they're short. Short kids. Like Jehovah's okay. Witness, but yeah, Jewish. Okay. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, now that makes so sense. So now... It sounds like Jews for Jesus to me. So they, they're they're no, the ones that approach people. No, no, these are de- definitely, definitely... Jews uh, against Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Jew killers. I mean, Jesus killers. So um, the uh, so the kids... I said, well, what, what's the deal here? She says, well, hey, I'm an atheist. She says, yeah, but you know what? Who knows? Give me a chance. Maybe you're wrong. He says, well, on the other hand, maybe you're wrong. He says, oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I, so I show up here with that. So I want to give my menorah to uh, Anya. She won't have any part of it. Why? I don't know. Hmm. Why? It's a nice symbolic, you know, lighting of candles, bringing well, they, light I, and love. I like the kid. The kid, was, the kid was nice. He wasn't really, yeah. he wasn't really like, hey, fuck, you know, well, maybe, maybe there's... Well, I mean, I would think that some kid working to discuss religion isn't going to be a jackass about it. I don't know. Oh, if, I, if, a group of, if a group of young men approached me on the street these days and said, are you a Jew, huh. I would well, if these, consider if, my answer. If, if I'm going to be a, uh, <laughs> if I'm going to be attacked by um, young, young, young men, I want them to look just like these guys. I think I could handle about three of them at a time. They look that formidable. Were they Orthodox or were they just? Yeah, uh, well, they were wearing weird hats. I mean, I assume that's uh, little. Did the, they have the tendrils? Pious, yes. No, they didn't have that. The, the beards. And no, they were right. nice. Was I this an old? Uh, this was an old town downtown. No, Rush Hyde Street. Park? Rush Street, right oh. by the Viagra Triangle. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, 
fascinating. So that was my religious story. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's a nice I like that line. I love that line. What kind of Jew are you? I'm an atheist Jew. And then as the rabbi walks away, he says, enjoy the and shrimp. shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny show. I hope they have another season. It was great. I love that show. I haven't seen it. But I will perhaps yeah, give it watch a whirl. it. Oh yeah, watch it. He's a nasty teacher. Michael Douglas is a nasty teacher. So why don't you work that into a Christmas Carol, where uh, Ebenezer Scrooge is approached on the street by a cheerful young Jewish gentleman, and they uh, try and give him a menorah. No, I'm telling you, this is not the whiz. And they end up having sex. <laughs> We're doing traditional Christmas Carol. Hot, hot Jewish Christmas, Christmas sex. Carol. Ooh, wow. Christmas sex. Yeah, All right, just, on that note. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I dress up as a as the Virgin Mary, and I get buggered by one of these uh, little menorah kids. Okay, well, on that note. Um, um, Bruce, do you think the Virgin Mary was actually a virgin, or do you think I that was think, a story that she I sold? I think anybody, when your old lady comes home, and tells you God just knocked her up. I think that's a real red flag. I feel like that's like the perfect woman for you. Well, I've Given had all your damn I've stories. had lots of Virgin Marys. Even your your no, you, God gave me the clap. I didn't give you the herpes. God did. <laughs> Given the, give the stories you've told women. Hmm? Given the stories you've told women. Well, they've told me some buttes. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Buttes. Toilet seats. Lots of toilet seats. <laughs> Do you think Bristol Palin came home and told Sarah and Todd that, you know, no, it was God did it, not 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 that Levi down the street. Oh, I think that Sarah probably is pretty hip when it comes yeah, to that stuff. I, I agree. I don't think Bristol was able to pull anything over on her. Just, which asshole fucked you? God damn it. Whenever I think of, of uh, <laughs> when I hear Bristol Palin's name, I think, of the Renaissance Fair. Bristol, Bristol Renaissance Fair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway. I, I always think the old song, the kids in Bristol are hot as a pistol when they're in the Bristol stomp. Ooh. Oh. Whoa. Oh. Um, okay. Kevin, thanks again for joining us. <laughs> Now Liz is blushing. I, I, yeah, she is blushing. She, yeah. You can get her blush. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just trying to wrap this up because we've been trying to wrap this up for a while now, okay. and you always get mad at me because we go too no, long. No, it's fucking no. Jordan's fault. <laughs> oh, poor little Jordan. Um, quick plug before we depart is um, this coming weekend, tomorrow, tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday, all three days, if you're in Old Town... Before you come to the Ale House, go to Twin Anchors. Um, all Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they are donating $1 to the Chicago Bruseum for every Chicagoland beer sold. Excellent. So you've got three whole days. Do you know what time, uh, what nights Robbie works there? Oh. He wants one of my vagina pins. Okay. That's all um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't really track of time well, so I find don't out, find out when Robbie's going to be there okay next know. time you, you can also ask him the next time he comes in yeah but he comes in late so I don't see alright well um, make sure you go to Twin Anchors this weekend Friday, Saturday and Sunday and make sure you go to the Field Museum to see yes. the initial uh, exhibit of the Bruseum which I intend to do tomorrow awesome um, I hear it's excellent and I hear that the woman that put it together is spectacular Aww, and that it's delighting is. Yeah, and that it's delighting heart. Chicagoans from um, Oak Park to uh, Gary Indiana. We have uh, had a lot of traction, so much so that the Field Museum had to install a permanent uh, sign in Stanley Field Hall ah. to direct people to it. 
So there's a lot of traction. And we also have uh, the Field Museum also created T-shirts for it. And it's the first time they've ever co-branded. Excellent. So our logo is on the T-shirt as well, which is a very unique thing. So people are, people are digging it. And my last pitch would be if you're looking for last-minute Christmas presents or Hanukkah gifts, that uh, the genius here has three delightful books that are on sale at the Old Town Ale House that would be perfect for any literary lovers that happen to be on your Christmas list. Yes, uh, I, uh, I strongly recommend You could do your whole shopping. Right here, Christmas shopping, yeah, holiday t-shirts, shopping. T-shirts, t-shirts, shopping. posters, books, books. beer. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I, mean, I don't think you can take packaged goods home. But you could certainly buy someone a beverage for on-site sure, consumption. Sure. You could wassail here. What does wassail mean? It's a punch. Oh. Okay. Yeah. But it's also a verb to wassail. Yeah, because it's a it's the act of putting your glass in the punch. Ah. Wassailing. Ah, I did not know. I'm that. here for all of your boozy history needs, everybody. Um. Ruth, thanks for the beverages as always. And the muffins. And the muffins. Jordan, welcome. you are our true cherub. Yes, and Jordan was once again early tonight. He's a good, he's a good fella. He's a good fella. Yes, he is. All right, uh, before you eat that muffin, genius, say good night, genius. Good night, genius. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Bye.